hello everyone and welcome to the Christian Talk Show, episode number five. This is JK Woodall Ministries. Pastor Caesar, are you out there, Pastor? Absolutely. I'm here alive and well. Praise God. <laughs> all right, all right, Pastor. You know, Pastor, we are getting a lot of feedback and a lot of comments. This ministry is really touching lives, Pastor. Have you heard anything uh, from anyone yet, Pastor? Yes, absolutely. I, I I really think that people are definitely being touched. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing just to know that. Because that's the whole purpose of our show, is to reach out and have people uh, get to know the Lord, accept the Lord, and have their their hearts be filled with the joy of the Lord. Amen, Pastor. Amen. You know, Pastor, I, I just want to I want to dial you in a couple of things really quick here, Pastor. Yes, sir. The episode had over these episodes, this talk show rather, had over a hundred and ten downloads, Pastor. Over wow, really ten downloads, Pastor. It is getting a lot of attention. I just had to let you know, Pastor. So, so just really quick here, Pastor, really quick before we get started, I'm going to just call out the countries, Pastor, so you can kind of understand who's downloading and where they're coming from. So obviously, United States, we thank and God bless United States, the Philippines, Amen. South Africa, India, Jamaica, Norway, Pastor. So they're listening wow. to it all over the world, Pastor. It is really taking off. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's great. That's fantastic. That's good to hear. You know, uh, I think that the more the gospel is spread all over the world, obviously, uh, the better uh, it is going to be for those that are really listening and really having a hunger and a thirst and having that hunger and thirst met by the Lord Jesus Christ himself all over the world, I think is just a, a wonderful thing. So I'm excited and I'm very happy. Amen. So am I, Pastor. So am I. And, you know, this, the, the ministry is growing in all kinds of different directions, Pastor. I know the ministry has a couple of books out, but I hear there's a new author coming, Pastor. Do, do you know anything about a new author writing a new book, Pastor? I've heard something about that. Let's see. Uh, oh, that author would be me. <laughs> hey, man. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm finishing up the, the last... Uh, the last chapter of my book, and it's going to be a series, uh, several volumes, but I should be putting up my, my first one uh, very soon here. So I'm hoping that uh, God will allow me to finish this work and that uh, I'll be putting it out very soon. That's it, Pastor. <laughs> Amen. You, you got it. You are. You got it. And, you know, we're so excited. We're so encouraged by what you're doing and how you're blessing the children and giving them God's word, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And I think that's hopefully what, what the book will do. It's a series of uh, short devotionals, uh, but the name of the book is going to be 15 Days of Power and Encouragement. Whoa. Once it's out there on Amazon, yeah. everybody will pick it up and 
get their 15 days of power and encouragement. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen, Pastor. <laughs> so so the ministry's doing big things. You're doing big things, Pastor. Why don't you go ahead and give us an opening prayer? Yes, sir. Father God in heaven, we thank you and we praise you for this evening. We thank you that you allow us to be here and to be used, Father God, for your glory, to give you honor and praise, Father. I pray that you would give us ears to listen, that you would give us a mind to understand, Father God, and most of all, that you will allow us to open our hearts, Father God, to allow us to be pliable to your word, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would enter in, your word would enter in, and that your will be done in our lives, Father God. We thank you. We praise you. We honor and glorify you, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you for that prayer, Pastor. And thank amen. you for doing everything that you do for God. You know, giving Praise up God. yourself to God, giving yourself over to the Lord it's not easy, is it, Pastor? It is not. I'll tell you, you know, people sometimes say, oh, you know, religion is a, a crutch and, you know, believing in, in God is a crutch. It's just to try to make you feel good and what have you. And I'm saying, you know, listen, try to live the life of a true Christian and let's see how easy it really is. See, because it's easy to cuss somebody out that cusses you up, right? It's easy to cut somebody off in traffic when they cut you off. But try keeping a positive attitude. Try praying for somebody that does that to you. And uh, a person that, that stabs you in the back, in essence, and try forgiving them and showing them mercy and showing them grace. And then tell me what is harder to live the life of a Christian or to just live your own life and do whatever you want and sin all over the place. That's easy to do. Right. <laughs> right. 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 No, you're absolutely right. Pastor. You know, you know, giving yourself over to, to the Lord brings on some challenges, pastor, in all of our lives, different challenges. I know a lot of people look at it as being an enemy, but it's not always the enemy. Oh no. Sometimes it's our own uh, desires. You know, we're quick to blame the enemy and say, well, you know, there was a, a, um, a program. Uh, I don't know if you go back that way, uh, that far back. I'm going to show my age here. But uh, the name of the program was uh, the Flip Wilson Comedy Hour or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Flip Wilson. And, yeah. yeah. And he used to say something. He used to say, it was a very famous line, the devil made me do it. Well, it's not <laughs> always the devil. I'll tell you, sometimes it's our own wicked desires because the Bible talks about the heart being wicked. And we're quick to blame the enemy for things that sometimes we want to do. You know, desires in our heart that are not godly. And it's not, the devil doesn't even have to try. He doesn't even have to influence or tempt you because it's something that's already within you that you want to do. Amen. Amen, sir. And, and you know, Pastor, being that um, we do things that we want to do and, you know, Christians or, you know, people of faith find themselves off that track. 
but thank God for salvation, Pastor. Amen. That's, that's our first topic tonight, Pastor, is salvation. Praise God. And we thank God for salvation, Pastor. What, what, do, you, what do you think Christians feel about salvation? How, how do they kind of relate that to, the, to themselves, Pastor? I think one of the first things that, that we need to understand is what exactly is being saved? I mean, what, what, what does that mean, right? And I think in its simplest form, uh, really to be saved by God is to be saved from the consequences of our sin, right? Being rescued from hell. Now, a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they can also apply it to being rescued, let's say, for example, from drugs or pornography or alcohol, you know, all kinds of troubles, uh, you know, that, that we go through. And there's different examples where uh, people of God called out to God, just like Peter when he was sinking, right? It's like, save me. You know, Jesus saved me. So, uh, but the true meaning of salvation is to be saved from eternal separation from God. Amen. Amen, sir. You know, as I look at this scripture here, Pastor, it's Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God not by works, so that no one can boast. Amen, Pastor? Amen, amen. You know, there's a scripture that comes to mind also um, in Romans uh, 5, 9, where it says that since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? Amen. So that's what it means, actually, to be saved from God's coming wrath, because we're all going to face God one of these days, face to face. There's not going to be no mother there with you, no father, no brother, sister, no friend. It's going to be just you and God. And we're all going to have to give an account for our lives. Amen. So if we don't have Jesus Christ, if we have not accepted him as our Lord and Savior, we definitely face a very real hellfire and eternal damnation. Amen, sir. You know, the grace, Pastor. You know, it wasn't for the grace. I think there's a song, wasn't wasn't it? Oh, not by the grace. wasn't for the grace. And you know that God loves us and he forgives and saves us, not because who we are but or what we did, but because of the works of Jesus Christ. That's the grace, right. the grace, Pastor. Is that right? Amen. The grace, yes. I'll tell you, His mercy and His grace. The grace that we receive anything, things that we don't deserve. It's unmerited favor, and yet He gives it to us. Amen. So let me let me let me ask you a, a quick question, Minister Jermaine. So, is it difficult to be saved? How 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 can we get saved? That's a good question, Pastor. That's a, that is a, that's an excellent question, Pastor. You know, being saved, Pastor, is by our own will. 
loving and understanding that God is the author and the finisher, Pastor. The accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, Pastor. Because when he died on the cross, he took those sins, he took those iniquities, and he took it to the cross for us. He was the ultimate sacrifice, the living, walking, breathing lamb of God for us. And he didn't even see us yet, Pastor. Is that right? Amen. That's right. Uh, let me let me ask you, is it is it difficult to be saved? You know, difficulty comes with um, with how people um, how you want to say, Pastor, how they because because it's free will. Right. That's right. So the difficulty is not necessarily on whether or not you want to is whether or not you can you can allow yourself to give it over to to become a servant, to become a child again. See, That's some people right. fall into that, into that, into that nature where there are, you know, they, they it's them that do this. It's I that did this. Is is he or she that did this? And they forget it's the Father Himself. Is that right, Pastor? That's right. He's the one that that calls us. We don't find Him. He is the one that calls us. That calls us. Amen. 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 He calls us unto Himself. And I think. Uh, you know, we live under the age of dispensation, right? Where uh, the gift of life is free right now. It's free. And I believe if we allow God to speak to us, because I know God speaks to everyone and gives everyone a measure of faith. If we step out, I think it could really be as easy as ABC, you know, uh, becoming saved would be to, let's say the A, the acronym, right? ABC, admit, number one, that we are sinners, right? We need we need a savior because we are full of sin. And the second one is the B, believe that Christ died on the cross for our sins and that he indeed resurrected on the third day in order to save us, to pay the price that we could not pay. The cost that we that that we incurred, he actually paid it, right? And then I would say the C is to call upon his name. In other words, commit our life to him. You remember the the two thieves that were that were um, crucified with him, right? One on each side, and one of the thieves said, "Jesus, remember me." right? Remember me. So he right there accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and knew he was going to paradise because he said, listen, you know, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And the Lord responded. Did he say, well, you've got to go do a bunch of works? Did he say, well, you know, you have to be baptized first? That's not what he said. He said, I tell you this very day, you will be with me in paradise. So see, now, once you become a born-again Christian, if you're not obviously on the cross, yes, you go out to do good works. Yes, you become baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And, and that's an outward sign. Baptism is an outward sign of an inward change, 
and it's it's so that people are witness that you're dying to sin and rising back to life with Christ. Amen. Amen, sir. You know, it's a spiritual transformation, Pastor. Wouldn't you say that? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It is, you know, it is not something we do uh, uh, in the flesh. It, it's something that is done absolutely in the spirit. So, so when you when you ask people about salvation, see, people walk around and, and, they, and they see, uh, you know, people that are not Christians, right? And it looks like they're getting blessed. So the question in their mind is, why, why would I want to become a Christian? Why do I need to believe? This guy doesn't even believe, or this gal doesn't believe. Why? Why do I need to do that? What, what, what do you say to those those? Well, I'll tell you, the Bible is very clear, right? If if you take, uh, uh, let's see, for example, um, let's say in uh, John three, right? If you take uh, verse three. And he's talking to Nicodemus back in this time. He, you know, um, he was a ruler of the Jews, right? Nicodemus. And he actually came to the Lord uh, in the middle of the night, basically. He didn't want to be seen, I'm sure. And it's like, was asking Jesus, what must I do to be born again? And in verse 3, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So God is himself is telling us, listen, you must be born again. You have to be in order to actually enter the kingdom of God. And that's when you become saved is when you call upon the name of Jesus. The finished work of Jesus is what saves us. Amen. No, you're absolutely right, Pastor. And it's so so funny you, you asked that question because Nicodemus answered answered that with with a physical response. Right? Right. Yeah, he, yes. he answered it from, yes. from a physical, from a physical uh, 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 I guess position, so to speak, because in verse four he says, How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Exactly. He's not understanding the spiritual. He's going to where most of us uh, go many times, right, right to the, the flesh. You know, we're, we're thinking in the natural. We're not thinking in the spiritual realm. And God was always speaking and thinking about the spiritual realm, not so much the physical realm. Amen. You know, what's so unique, too, Pastor, because I look when I read the Bible now. I, I I can find um uh like uh what do you want to say I want to say comedy but some things make me take reverence and laugh pastor right so in verse ten Jesus at Jesus answered you are Israel's teacher said Jesus and you do not understand these things <laughs> because he's saying I'm talking yeah. to you from a spiritual realm and you're teaching the people of, of Israel and you can't even understand these this basic spiritual thing is that right pastor. Exactly. If, if you take in that same book, verse six, it says that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit is spirit. Yep. 
<laughs> See, and that's the only way you can really understand spiritual things is to be in the spirit, right? Uh, for example, if, if you're thinking of, let's say, well, how is it that, that there could be three people in one? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I, how is that possible? I don't understand how that works. In the flesh, definitely you can't understand this. But in the spirit, you can understand. The best, the best way I can put it is explaining, uh, let's say, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? Okay. And you say, well, that's impossible. They can't be. Well, have you ever uh, looked at an egg? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, what is an egg? An egg has three parts. The outer part, the shell, right? The inside, the yolk, and the white. Correct? But it's one egg. It's all three parts, but it's really one. You don't say, well, you don't crack one egg and say, I'm going to eat uh, eggs you say, I'm going to eat an egg, right? So that's that's like the, the, the easiest way, I guess, I can explain it so that people can understand Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's who you're accepting when you accept Jesus Christ into your life. Absolutely, Pastor. Um, you know, First Peter, I think, sums it all up, Pastor. First Peter... Uh, chapter one, uh, three through five. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Amen, Pastor. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. That's right. That's right. I'll tell you, and I, I think, you know, something that encompasses it is as well about dealing with uh, salvation, right? And the whole purpose. Think about, uh, you've watched football games, right? Yes, sir. Sure. Big one tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm sure most people have seen some football games. And what do you always see when when they start uh, kicking a field goal? What's a scripture that you always see somebody hold up right by the by the field goal out in the stands? John 3.16. John 3.16. That's right. They always have it up there. And it's John 3.16 is, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life or everlasting life. So it's whoever believes in him, whoever accepts him, right? Now, just because we accept him doesn't mean that now we have uh, uh, the license to sin because we're born again. It's like, oh, well, now I can do whatever I want. He's my insurance policy, so I can do whatever I want in life. It, it doesn't work that way. 
we still have to try to live every day uh, holy and righteous, separated unto God. Amen. But he's yeah. there because he knows we're going to be uh, tripped up. He knows we're going to fall. He knows that we're going to sin. But God forgives past, present, and future sin. It's a completed work. Amen. Wouldn't you agree? No, I, I really do agree, Pastor. He's so loving, so caring. And, you know, because of this gift, that free gift of salvation, you know, the faith that we have that this, this gift is free for all of us, Pastor, does that put us in a predicament? Or have you seen people try to work themselves into salvation, Pastor? Do things oh, above yes. and beyond. Oh, yes. There are people that think because they attend church every Sunday, oh, that 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 counts for me as, as points. And if I go to Bible study, and if I go out uh, to, to this other uh, event, a world conference, or if I, if I do this, if I do that, if I go, uh, you know, uh, pray for the sick, if I go, uh, you know, uh, uh, to visit prisoners, listen, that's all well and good. And we should be doing some of those things. We should be, in fact, we should be doing all of those things, loving on people as much as we can, right? But that work is not what gets you to heaven. You cannot work your way in. You cannot buy your way in. You know, purchase. You can't make deals. You No, it's a free gift given by God himself. He's the one that gives the free gift. All we have to do is believe and accept him, trust him, and follow him. Right? You can't work your way into heaven. Now, certainly, once we're saved, we want to do good works, definitely. But works without faith, what does the Bible say? Is dead. It's dead. And faith without works, same thing. Right? It's dead. See, like a, 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 a gun, you have to have the bullets and the weapon in order for it to be effective, be able to shoot the target, right? You've got to have both. You can't have one with the, the, without the other. They work hand in hand. Amen. Yeah. You, you, you need, you need both for it to be effective pastor, you know, and that's why you got to have this faith, the faith that this, the gift is free and you believe it. And that that's transforms right. our lives, pastor. That, that makes us our in our spirit realm, in our, in our spirit man, rather, that's what, the salvation is about the That's freeness, right. the the knowing that yes, if you look at the Bible, and I my, my my wife and I we go through this a lot where you're looking at the characters in the Bible, and they all had issues, all of them but Jesus. Which which one didn't have an issue? David. That's David right. had a lot of issues, right? That's right. Moses. Moses had issues. Abraham. Abraham had issues. Am I right or wrong, Pastor? That's right. That's right. Every last person that God used had issues. Either be it doubt, be it straight out sin, be it rebellion, be it fear and not stepping into what God was telling them to do. Yeah, they all had issues and we all have issues. The Bible says that we all fall short of the glory of God. But who's the only 
perfect individual. Jesus. Jesus Christ himself. Amen. What Amen. a wonderful exactly. thing. It is, you know, in, you know, when you're looking at Jesus and, and you look at the lamb, the sacrificial lamb, a lot of people don't understand what that means, Pastor. So to be a sacrifice, to have a sacrificial lamb, it's without blemish. Jesus is the right. only one that can keep all those commandments, Pastor, not breaking yeah. one. And if you remember, in those days, a sacrificial lamb, when you sacrificed it, you couldn't break any bones. And Jesus died on the cross, no bones breaking. They would usually go around breaking the legs before they took the cross down. They didn't touch him, Pastor. You believe that? Amen. Amen. That is, that fulfilled scripture that none of his bones were broken. Amen, sir. Amen. Amen. You know, as we look, as we talk about salvation, Pastor, it's something that we can't omit because it's, it, I feel something happening right now, Pastor, and it's the love of God. It's the love, the pure love of God, Pastor. And that's our next topic. What's the love of God do to people? How does it make them feel inside, Pastor? Oh, I can tell you from personal experience, you feel absolutely fulfilled in your life. You, you have a peace that comes about you, even when things are going really, really wrong and, and everything is falling apart you still have a, a, a strength and a hope and a faith that things are going to work out for your good. They're going to work in your favor. You know, I had a, a home um, many, many, many years ago. And I remember I was, I was a single young man. I was only 26 years old. And uh, I had a guy that used to come and clean my swimming pool. And this gentleman was always, always so happy when he was in, in my backyard. He would be whistling and he would be singing and all these things. Just just, just a wonderful uh, individual, right? And I used to go outside and talk to him and offer him a soda or, you know, a sandwich or something, you know, whatever I could. And he would be out there cleaning his pool and we would, we would talk. Well, I noticed one day he came over to my house. And he was very quiet and he wasn't whistling. He wasn't singing like he normally did. And I noticed that he was just kind of quiet. So I went out there and I started talking to him as I always did. And I said, are you okay? Is everything okay? And he says, uh, no, but I know it's going to be. And I said, well, well, good. Amen. Praise God. That's good for you. You know, you have hope. And he says, yeah, he says, Right now, I'm having to hold on really strong to my faith in God and know that he is going to work all things out for my good. And I said, well, you sound a little troubled. And he started telling me that his 15-year-old daughter was violated uh, by some older, um, you know, 20-something-year-old uh, kid that lived not too far from his house and they had called the police and the guy got off on some kind of technicality and he used to walk by this gentleman's house and he used to have a little smirk on his face and he says you know it has taken everything in me not to beat this kid to death 
He says, but, and you know, back, back then at that time, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, well, why don't you go out and do it <laughs> type of thing? You know, the thoughts mm-hmm. are coming to your mind, right? And he said, you know, I know that I can't handle this in the flesh. I can't do anything to him because it wouldn't be right. That's not what God would have me do. The Lord says, vengeance is mine. He says, so I just have to sit back and allow God to work in my life. Boy, I'll tell you, that that really, really struck me because I'm saying, wow, what kind of a man is this that he doesn't go out and shoot this kid or beat him or something? And it's all because of his belief, his faith in God and the hope and the peace that God was giving him. And that's a peace that God talks about. It's the peace that surpasses all understanding because you can't understand how could they not feel this or that or the other but it's because of god in your life amen it's god's love in your life amen sir that was really touching no that that is that's the and and you know that the the gentleman that that you spoke about no doubt leaned on god when he couldn't stand himself god was standing that person up and giving him the strength so he can go on. Yes, absolutely. What the devil meant to destroy this man, this man dug deep into his faith. Now, I don't know what the outcome was or what the situation was, but I can definitely tell you that God would honor that man's faith and that man's obedience. Amen? Yep, you know, absolutely right, Pastor. I just want to read this quick scripture here, Pastor. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. Wow. Now this Amen, is Pastor. the word of the Lord. And what and what he's talking about, this this is this is Paul. Yeah, this is Paul writing to Corinth, to Corinthians, right? He's writing the letter. And if you take love is patient, anytime there says love. He's talking about God, Pastor. That's right. That's right. That's what I was just going to say. This is all about how God feels about us. Think about that. Amen. He's patient. He's kind. Long-suffering. Because I'll tell you, we can be some very big hardheads, right? And want to do our own will in our own way. And God doesn't sit there, you know, he doesn't sit there and just wait for you to do something wrong. This is this is the idea that, that I used to have growing up as, as a, a teenager. I remember hearing things about God and his love and his mercy and his grace and what have you. But I also hear, you know, oh, yeah, and, and you know, God judges and he, he punishes and, 
And, you know, there, it was that, that, that fear tactic, right, to make you come to God. And I always thought, man, is, is he waiting for us just to commit some, some sin, some small thing, a lie or, or stealing a piece of candy or something? Is, is he just waiting there with a flaming arrow ready to just come down on us hard and beat us over the head, so to speak? You know, because he's such a awesome and powerful God and he hates sin. So, man, does he, does he hate me when I sin? Is he, is he going to, you know, basically beat me with a stick, you know, have a, a, a lightning bolt come down from heaven and strike me. But that's not our God. That's a wrong representation of God. Let's take, uh, let's take the story of Moses when he asked Moses because the people were thirsty and complaining and what have you. And God, uh, Moses went to God and God told him to speak to the rock. Right. And what did Moses do? Mr. Jermaine. He, st he struck the rock. He didn't speak to the rock. He disobeyed God. Because he was frustrated. He was angry at the people. And God told him, I wasn't angry with the people. See, he was not angry, but Moses was, and he disobeyed. And because of that one action, what happened? He didn't enter the promised land. He would, he would die within sight of it. Right? Because he misrepresented God. God wasn't angry. God loved his people. He took them out of bondage. He took them out of Egypt. He took them out of slavery, out of being whipped and beaten. God loves his children, right? So I've heard people say to me, well, how can such a loving God a loving, merciful, kind, wonderful God put us in hell because we cussed or because we stole something or because we were unfaithful to our husband or wife. How could, how could you know, you say he's so loving, right? How could he put us in hell? Well, I always try to explain it a little bit like this. Uh, you and I, let's say, are in an airplane, Mr. Jermaine. We're flying at 30,000 feet, right? The pilot has a heart attack and dies. The plane starts going down, right? We'll do a little sound effect here. The plane's, right, starting to go down. It's right, it's, right. It's, it's, and you say, listen, I'm going to try to fly this plane. And I'm saying, listen, there's 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 some parachutes in this plane. Let, let, let's jump out. We'll be safe. I mean, the pilot's already dead, so there's nothing we can do for him. Let's jump out of the plane with the parachutes. And you're like, no, no, I think I got this. And I say, listen, put on this parachute and you'll live. And you say, no, no, I think I got this. And I tell you again, Minister Jermaine, listen, if you don't put on this parachute you surely will die and you say yeah well i don't believe that i'm going to try to fly it i jump out the plane 
and my chute opens and I'm I land safely. You stay in that plane and, and the thing blows up. Okay, you died, right? Was that my fault? Did I do that to you? No, no. I, I, I ch- Exactly. So the same in the spiritual. God the Father says, here, put on my son Jesus Christ in order for you to live. Nah, I think I got this thing called life. I don't need you. And he said, listen, without my son, you surely will die. It's a free gift. Please accept him. Take him. Right? And with your last dying breath, you say, nah, I reject that. You're judged now and you end up in hell. Is that God's fault? Not at all. It's your fault. You committed blasphemy. You rejected the free gift of life. You rejected the Lord and Savior of the universe. You rejected. So we have to be very careful. God shows us nothing but love and mercy and grace and compassion. The Bible says that his, he shows us his tender, loving care, his, his mercies, and his mercies endure forever. There's a song, you, you've heard it, right? His love endures forever. Yeah, right? that's right. And that's why we sing praise. That's why we give him glory and we give him honor. That's why we magnify him and make him the most important person in our lives because Christ loved us. He loved us before we were ever born. He knew us and he loved us. Amen. Amen, sir. And you know, as you, as you said, Christ and the Lord first loved us. So as I read John 14, 23, Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Amen. So if you're looking at it, if, if you, if anyone loves Jesus, you keep the commandment, keep the word of God, the father will love you. And then it says we, so that means Jesus, that means the father, the son, the Holy spirit will come to him and make our home with him. Amen, sir? Amen. Man, God is so good. I tell you, he's so wonderful. And, and, you know, we don't deserve any of it. And yet he does that for us. He comes to live within us. He comes to show us mercy and grace and give us hope and peace and wisdom. All these things that we were just speaking about love and patience and kind and all these things. God indwells in us and can give us all these uh, attributes that he has. Isn't that something? How good God is? He, he is, sir. And, you know, you were talking earlier about, you know, you felt like, you know, God had some like some punishment 
or yeah. was seeking to punish people to bring him closer to him, right? Right. And you know, and as you were talking, you know, I remember there was like a scripture like that. So first John, first John chapter 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Oh, my goodness, Pastor. Amen. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. See, there's an answer for everything in the Bible. It's, it's just incredible, you know, and, and just how much God loves us. That no one will be able to take us from his hand. Amen. So, so Pastor, let's, let's talk about a couple of things here. So, love from the Father. From God, so it's a and and they use the relationship so we can understand the love, right. but that's just to understand it. But what's the true feeling of God's love when it wraps around you, Pastor? How does it make you feel? You know, it, it, it's it's almost unexplainable. It really is. I mean, I have felt times where I felt I was either going to fall apart or lose it. Or like when my when my mother passed away, I was 21 years old, and I literally was thinking a lot about suicide. I was thinking, you know, if I jump out that window, you know, um, will I die? I remember driving sometimes on the freeway, you know, 55, 60 miles an hour, and I would break into a sweat, a cold sweat. And start shaking, and my my hands literally felt like they wanted to turn the wheel into opposite traffic. I mean, it was really bad, and I would pull over and just cry and cry and cry. And when I just called out to God, and He made me feel such a peace, such. He, he wrapped his arms. I felt literally like around me. I felt like I wasn't even in this material world that we live in. I felt like I was a stranger on this earth. It was, it was, it was the, the most wonderful feeling I could ever ever experience or ever have and just to think that no eye has seen no ear has heard no mind can conceive what God has prepared for those who love him and who are called according to his purpose you can't even imagine you can't that's why for me like I say it's it's even difficult to explain in human words when you feel the true love of God. It is undeniable. It is indescribable because nothing, nothing does it justice. No explanation can do it justice. It's just the most wonderful thing. I have ever experienced in my entire life, the closeness and the love of God. Amen, Pastor. You know, Ephesians 3, Pastor, in, in Ephesians 3, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled 
with all the fullness of God. And that's what you felt, Pastor. It surpasses knowledge. It surpasses yes. your understanding. It surpasses your language. That's why in the Bible, yes. Pastor, when you hear folks saying they're speaking in tongues, because it surpasses anything that you learn, taught, knew, thought you knew, forgot. It surpasses that realm. Is that right, Pastor? Yes, it, it absolutely does. And it's funny because that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like you, you can't even understand it. You can't. You can't explain it adequately. You can give some idea, but to really explain that that feeling that when God just permeates your soul, it's it's incredible. It's incredible and it's undeniable. That's why nobody can tell me any different. I have experienced the love of God. I have experienced the miracles of God. I have experienced the saving power of God. Amen. Amen, Pastor. And, you know, when he wraps his arms around you and then he brings you into a, 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 a cluster with other saints that have the same experience. And when you start to pray, Pastor, the Holy Spirit shows up, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He absolutely does. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, when I first, uh, you know, I'd gone to a, a Bible study uh, when I was a very new Christian. And boy, I saw people there with their hands up and lifted up and, and crying. I mean, crying and, and just uh, loving on him, praising him, worshiping, singing, uh, speaking in tongues. And I'll tell you, I, I, I thought everybody in there was weird. <laughs> At first, I didn't right. understand. And I had never felt that. So I, I was questioning and, and kind of like, man, this is weird. It was, it was even scary to me because I didn't understand the groanings of the Holy Spirit. I didn't understand the speaking in tongues. I didn't know about that. I had grown up Catholic, so I had never heard that, you know. And I, boy, I, I'll tell you, after I learned what that was all about and actually experienced it for the first time, I remember I wanted to pray. I, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I wanted to pray. And it was early in the morning. And uh, back in the days when I used to get up very early in the morning, <laughs> not like now I try to get a little bit more sleep in my older age. But uh, I remember uh, wanting to pray. And I just felt so much love in my heart, so much, such a desire to want to connect with God. And I felt almost tongue tied. Like I, like I, I couldn't really speak. I couldn't express how much love I had for him. And all of a sudden, I started speaking in tongues. And it wasn't something that I forced myself to do. It wasn't, it, it was, as a matter of fact, my mouth was speaking, but in my own brain, in my own mind, I was like, what's going on? What am I saying? What, what is this? What's happening? 
right? And I just kept kept speaking in tongues and speaking in tongues and speaking in tongues. And they got so deep. I started crying and crying and crying and crying. And after I finished speaking, I felt just like, just like a relaxing, beautiful, wonderful uh, peace. And I felt like, like I had spoken directly to God. It was, it was really something else. It was, it's quite an experience to go through that, to be baptized by the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues. Amen, sir. You know, in the book of John, it says, so if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed, Pastor. Amen. Amen. And that's where we're at, Pastor. These, these, these passages, your experiences that you share with us tonight is showing people and our listeners that you can be free. No matter what you're going through, God is going to set you free. Victory is on your side. That's right. Victory is secured in Jesus Christ. See, the enemy understands blood sacrifices. He knows about this, right? That's why you, you hear a lot in, 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 in Satanism, you know, of, of sacrificing animals and, and babies and what have you. But they understand and they know the sacrifice, the blood that Jesus Christ spilled on the cross. And that's the highest sacrifice you can have because it was the blood of Jesus, the unblemished lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He cleanses with his blood, Pastor. That's right. So it's a secure victory. It's not a cheap victory. It's That's an right. absolute secure victory. And you can bank on that. You can count on that. You can trust that with all your heart that God is going to work in your favor. If you simply stand in faith and trust him, he will work things out. They may not be the way we expect or the way we think, but he will work them out for your good. Amen. Amen, Pastor. And I tell you what, Pastor, that is the hour. Wow. That is the hour, Pastor. <laughs> Amen. You know, as we start speaking about God, the time, we just escape time, don't we, Pastor? Yes, we do. We do. It's like we're in another dimension. Amen. We're Amen, in the spiritual sir. realm. We sure are. We sure are. And and I just want to say to you, Pastor, thank you for sharing your experiences with this audience. I know that someone's going to be blessed by your experience and how he carries you through, how God carries you through and gave you the victory, Pastor. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Pastor, this, this podcast, this podcast that we're doing, this talk show here, it's going to be every Saturday, um, 8 p.m. Pacific time. Is that right, Pastor? That's what we committed to? That's right. 8 p.m. Pacific. Yes. And for folks that need the daily devotionals, Pastor, they can catch us on Morning Devotionals, J.K. Woodall Ministries, on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, on Pandora, and any Google podcast, mostly all those podcast outfits. Have you been looking at any of those, Pastor? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'll tell you, it's, it's just wonderful to see how God is expanding his word 
to people and especially all over the country. It's, it's, it's such a humbling and wonderful experience to see God working and to work through us, through any of us is very humbling. And it is an honor and a privilege uh, to be doing the work that we're doing for the Lord. Amen. Amen. And amen, pastor. I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer, pastor. Are you yes, ready for please. that? Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Heavenly father, King of Kings, rock, eternal rock of ages. We thank you. Jehovah Shalom, God of peace. We praise your holy name this evening. Thank you for blessing us with your word. Thank you for guiding this talk show and reaching out to others that we can't even see. Folks, we don't even know. People in places that have never seen us before, but they heard your word. And through this podcast, through your word, you're going to change your life. You're going to uplift someone that needs to be lifted. You're going to bless someone that needs to be blessed with your word. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for using us as your instruments and all the glory and all the honor goes to you. Amen and amen. amen. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I tell you what, Pastor, it was a beautiful time this evening talking about God's word. Amen. I want to thank I'm you, Pastor. You. I want to thank all the audience that showed up and all of you that's been downloading the podcast. Please keep it up. Would you have anything to say before we go, Pastor? Yes. I pray that people will be blessed, that people will receive. And I pray that everyone, everyone would just come to a deeper knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Minister Jermaine, for being such a wonderful host. Amen. 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 You know, Amen. we're going to go ahead and, and sign off for tonight. I want to say God bless you all. And I want everyone to remember, you have the power. power. Amen. Amen. Have a good night, everyone. Have a good night. Good night.